Hi, friends. This is normally the part of the podcast where I'd say I am lucky stiff and ask my co-host how they're feeling, but after the events of the last few weeks, T-Rex is no longer my co-host. If you haven't watched the first Black Drag Town Hall yet, stop here and go watch that. You'll need the context that a lot of the issues being addressed by the speakers have been going on for a long time and weren't properly acknowledged or solved privately. Maybe watch it with a supportive friend because there's a lot of pain and hurt there and you might need to process for a bit afterwards. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. You can go listen now. If you're back with us now, I'm grateful. I want to try and address some of the questions I've gotten in private from some of you and let you know what's happening with the tea going forward. To our black listeners and podcast guests, I'm sorry I've let you down by taking so long to self-examine and stand up. To our white listeners, I would like to say, with love, if you are shocked now, you were not paying attention. What is being discussed on a national scale has also been happening in our bars with our friends every night. This is not about a distant problem. It is about us and what we choose to see, speak about, and participate in. I got a message on Instagram after the town hall that I am very, very thankful for because it helped me get my own thoughts about what happened in some kind of order. Um, the person who messaged me said that in their hometown there were violent racists and they couldn't reconcile the image they had of those people with the folks in Chicago drag who were being held accountable. The problem is, if you think only the bad people that live over there harbor deeply damaging and dangerous racist beliefs, you put racism in a box that is separate from you and you become unable to actively confront the many, many shades of racism in yourself or address it in those you are close to. And this is what happened with me. If you let yourself be swept away by guilt and shame, if you give up and you look away from other people's pain, nothing will ever get better. And I think we all agree that things have to get better. So Trey and I reached out to the Black Drag Council about offering up the tea as a platform for that work going forward. And I talked to Lucy Stuhl and Bambi Banks today about their plans for the tea from here on out. Okay, friends, so without much further ado, I'm joined here today by Lucy Stuhl and Bambi banks Coulet. Hey, friends, how are you? Hello. Hi, how are I you? Like, I like your giant microphone. Oh, thank you. It's called the Blue Snowball. Oh. Right? I know. It's like a podcasting mic for real, for real. Yeah, I borrowed it from Auntie Chan. Nice. <laughs> um, so we just sort of got together today to talk about um, the transition of the tea uh, when Lucy and I talked about like how we were going to move forward with this. It just seemed like the right thing to do. And I'm really excited to, one, hear more about what y'all have been doing with the council and two, what you think you want to do with this platform going forward because like i feel like i've just been in personal isolation zone for a little bit and i'm excited to talk to you now yeah absolutely it's so good to uh be able to see your face and first of all thank you uh so much for starting this conversation but also uh helping us take this to the next level i guess you could say um Taking over this platform is going to do a lot for continuing what we've started. And uh, we do really appreciate that. And we appreciate uh, that this was something that you brought to us on your own. You know, like this wasn't even a conversation that we had to like bring to you. So um, thank you for your part in this also. 
I really can't take credit for it. It was Jeez Louise. Somebody pointed out that Jeez Louise had posted and was just like, just give up the platform. And I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't have to die. It can continue on and be used for, you know, furthering what we're trying to do. Well, yeah, as we see again, Black women doing the damn work. <laughs> all the time. No, truly, all the time. I will not take credit for it. That was a Jeez Louise original. I am truly obsessed with Jeez Louise. Like, what an angel. Yes. <laughs> like, literally. And that's one of the people we will definitely have a conversation with on this. But um, I think the focus of the Black Tea, which is what it will be called going forward, thanks to our good friend Bambi Banks Kool-Aid, who uh, snatched that name right out of the air. That fits so perfect. I think... Uh, one of the main purposes of the podcast from here on out would be to amplify uh, Black voices in our community um, and beyond, and a space for us to be able to talk about things that are going on inside of our own lives, inside of our community, inside of the movement, in a place uh, where we can, you know, feel free to do so. Um, Bambi, what, what else do you think about it? Um, I also think it's an opportunity to just share information, to uh, share a little bit of our experience so that other scenes can really uh, take charge of their own uh, scenes and experiences and, and spaces because uh, Chicago is just one place. There's all kinds of things happening all around this country that are unjust and we are just here to like make sure that not only are uh, black people getting paid fair and uh, being taken care of in these spaces, but also any minority like this, mm -hmm. uh, this reaches across just black people. So I hope, I hope that uh, everyone takes a chance to like listen to this and like learn something for themselves, you know? Yeah, that's something that I was finding so heartening, like in the immediate aftermath, because like, that town hall caused a lot of pain and upheaval. And, and like, the discussions that were immediately happening, you know, obviously there's like a wave of rage and pain, but then once that subsides a little bit, you get like, okay, who is actually underrepresented? Who is not being addressed, like given platforms that they should be given? Who is like underheard? Like what voices are we not hearing and why? And that was just like the, the joy that I felt in hearing that was I, I can't even like describe it, the relief and the joy that happened after the pain and the rage, you know? So I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, I also like the council has been, you all have been like doing 50 million things at once, I feel like, and there's a lot of you involved. So I do, I also just want to hear more about that if that's something you want to talk about. Most definitely. Um, Ooh, yeah. Since, um, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> definitely. Uh, since the town hall, the first and the second one, I feel like it's been a, a lot of putting little fires out everywhere, mm -hmm. along with trying to organize ourselves. So yeah. it has been, it has been very chaotic. Um, but I think we have such a good um, group of people and council and like strong voices and people not afraid to like speak up. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that this is the the right time for us to like collect ourselves so that we can um, mm -hmm. really create a um, healthy and 
I don't know, more organized scene all around, more uh, uh, de not deliberated, but like, you know, just like more opportunities for everyone. I, th I don't think yeah. that, uh, I think that a lot of people think that the drag council is out for themselves, but that's not true. It's uh, more about finding a way to make the system better. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah so, i mean we're looking for equality across the board yeah. and i think that's what it's been from the very beginning from the very beginning i mean that's what this whole movement has been about you know about black lives matter so um yeah this was us just trying to find ways to implement this in our community and make sure it's a thing that actually stuck and you know not something that they will have to do even though i know we will have to there's something that they'll have to do you know every few years like mm -hmm. we're trying to get this um everything cemented but yeah bambi bambi got that all correct it's a lot of organization right now and it's also just a lot of us building this community and this friendship and uh, this trust between ourselves at the moment too because which is amazing we've got to have each other's backs yeah. and yeah. like you know have this line of communication going with us so yeah there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes and i'm very excited about um the way that it's been going right now and this is like just the beginning i mean this all just happened a few weeks ago <laughs> It's crazy. Every day feels like 50 years right now. Like, yeah. yeah. Do y'all feel like it's easier or harder to organize in quarantine? Because, like, it's, I feel like it presents its own unique challenges, but also, like, we have more time, kind of. Yeah, I think that the issue is that we have too much time on our hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it is easy to, to you know, organize because, you know, everyone is at home and, like, you know, have time to, like, fast respond. And, and it's not like, oh, I'm going to this brunch gig and then, like, I have this thing and then I got to go mm -hmm. see my friend over mm -hmm. here and then I'll get back to you on these emails at, like, 11 at night right before I go to Queen. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not that anymore. But more so just like I have way like I just spend too much time on my phone, mm -hmm. you know, and so sometimes I want to put it down, but I can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just got a screen time um, notification today that said, oh that said it was up 50% from last week and that I spent nine hours and 50 minutes usually was the average that I was on my phone a day. And I was oh like, are you kidding me? Like, That's what, terrifying. What is happening? happening right now i'm telling you they are like they're like somehow like scanning something into our brains through our eyes to like control us i kid you not that is what this whole pandemic is about <laughs> i would not be surprised i'm like so paranoid you know my dad works in tech so i'm so paranoid about every single smart device that i own yeah. they're all spying on us for sure Oh, yeah. definitely. There is no, there is no reason they need like that much uh, storage and connection through devices if they weren't spying on us. It's the greatest scam though. of all time. Okay, don't let my into. I've been watching this uh, docu series called Dirty Money, which talks about like these crazy um, scams that. Uh, mm have that like still live today like apparently wells fargo is like a whole scam um like just as an organization yes they like okay so they like scam people into like getting like multiple accounts and stuff or maybe this was just like back in the day i don't know if they still doing this probably not because that'd be weird um <laughs> like there's a documentary about it that'd be weird um but they like scammed people into getting like multiple accounts uh so people would be open like would have 
seven accounts open and then like the people who were like flipping all these accounts for them like the workers uh once they got called out for doing all this scam stuff they just like blamed it on the workers and fired like five thousand people for forcing them to like make these numbers and like they would open accounts without people's knowledge and stuff it was just like wild Damn. Also, Volkswagen is a Nazi car, just so you know. I did know oh, yeah. this. I feel oh, like yeah. I knew this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People know. <laughs> People know. Um, but also, y'all are still doing gigs. You were saying, like, it's you're doing a million things, less mm-hmm. than a million things. You're not running from brunch gig to brunch gig. But I, I literally had a phone conversation with Lucy, and then you immediately went and did this MCA gig online. So, like, yeah, yeah. shit's yeah. still happening. Yeah, things are still happening. I I am I am blessed. I mean, I don't know any other way to describe it. I am blessed to be able to still have these opportunities and like really cool opportunities coming in. A lot of people that I would have loved to be working with like anyway, um, kind of present themselves in this situation when I literally thought there was going to be uh nothing <laughs> yeah. like I, I, I literally thought we i just was like we are all screwed there's not going to be anything that's going to be able to help us so it's been great to see that there is this like uh network that's been built and that people are really thinking about each other um mm-hmm. starting to at the very least in this way and making sure that everybody's um okay or doing you know doing as good as they can yeah it's tough times all over the place right now like it, it feels right that all of this was happening all at the same time, but also it, it's like so many different aspects of like the world and community all having to come together and like really be intentional about how we're dealing with it. Um, Absolutely. So I have to ask you, how do, how do you feel about this entire switch over and this change and just kind of everything that's happening right now? You were uh, the second half of this of this. Yeah entire situation so yeah i it was you know i'm not gonna lie like the beginning uh, watching the town hall was i felt really gross i felt really upset um i immediately started i feel like i'm doing like forensic reconstruction on the last three years of my life because i mean i haven't been doing drag even that long you know and rethinking all of the situations that I was in it I've, I have listened to a couple of episodes back again that I remember feeling uncomfortable or not being able to speak up partially because you know when you have a power structure in place that makes you feel like you're going to lose something if you speak your mind then it becomes a matter of like not being not feeling free to talk and then you know, and the other thing that I have to say that kept happening with the tea before this was the wider reach that we started to have and the more like listeners that we started to have, the more the the cool thing that happened was a lot of people with large platforms also wanted to come and be on it and talk and like have real conversations and be humans. Cause that's the thing that I love about this is like being able to talk to both of you and just talk about what we're going through, like talk about what's happening in our lives and how it relates to the work that we do. But the more, the bigger platform you have, the more, the farther you have to fall, the more you just want to talk about like the things that are making you money and making you more popular and the less that you get to just be a human in a room with other humans. And so that was really frustrating for a really long time. And like, I did, you know, I hope that, I wish that T and I had been able to have more of those conversations, but like it didn't happen. Yeah. 
And so in a way, when all of this happened, it was a relief because it's like you get to hit, you get to just, again, be a bunch of humans in a mess together, hit the reset button and say, okay, this is what I was in pain about. This is what I was in pain about. These are all the reasons why it happened. What are we going to do to come together and fix that? And the, the thing that I had to like, come to terms with myself was, my, when was my selfishness making me not see other people? And when was my selfishness not letting me stand up for other people in the way that I wanted to? And so, yeah. like, the fact that this is all happening is an ability to, like, redress that balance. I actually, like, Lucy, you keep text, or you, before, I haven't been on Twitter a lot lately for reasons, but, like, Lucy, you were posting, everybody was posting about, like, watching Avatar before, yeah. and, like, like talking about their favorite episodes and whatever. And I, so like, while after the town hall, I like couldn't watch anything. So I was just binge watching Avatar and I just was like, Oh, it's just, we're just all redressing the balance. Like, yeah. except instead of there being like one avatar, it's just all of us being like, okay. Yeah. Okay. The fire nation has lost its way. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. I yeah. love this so much. And like, and the, like, and the fact that Aang is like, I'm going to find a vegan way to redress, somebody said this online, a vegan way to address this issue. And like, if you're, if you are in a place where you cannot either, either cannot speak up because of your power or you are having to squelch, you know, other people because of your power, like, and every single person involved had a slightly different issue with this. Yeah. The answer is to remove yourself from the position of power and look at what you made and let some other people clean up the mess for a while. Yeah. So that you can like, you know, and that's that's like personally what I felt when all this happened. And yeah. uh, thank you to Avatar the Last Airbender for putting it into like an understandable like mental space for me. But, yeah, you know, I think that's been a big part of it too, is that sometimes people can't even see the mess that they've made and so they're, they're not conscious of it and so having someone kind of like walk you back to it and be like you need to clean this up mm -hmm. is like also an important part of it and you know part of it may be like stepping away and making sure to like give up your platform and stuff too i just also think it's important that everyone knows that you know we we all have work to do in this situation to make this better and like you were talking about with accountability and like not being able to speak up here I am being Lucy fucking stool. Like, you know, people like to call me the mother of Chicago. I've been able to speak up and talk about and do so many other things. And even in this situation, I still found myself not being able to just say what I was actually really feeling or like what I wanted to. Yeah. So that's even something I've been like taking myself to battle with. And some people are like, oh, you shouldn't. And I'm like, oh, I absolutely should. Because mm -hmm. from here on out, I need to make sure that there's never a situation where I'm allowing that to happen again. Because mm -hmm. I didn't only just let down myself in that situation. I let down the rest of my community and the people that look up to me and that I'm trying to help in this situation. Mm -hmm. So like, <clears throat> yeah, it's also really important even to me to be like, what can I do to make sure that this does not happen again mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. in, in any way? That's exactly how I feel. And I feel that, you know, it's, I, it's hard watching friends not be able to look at themselves hard enough, but also I like at, on a personal level, I was not able to look at myself hard enough 
because one, it's uncomfortable. Like you feel gross. You're like, I'm a terrible and bad person for not doing all of the things that I possibly could have done to make this not happen. And you know, all of the choices that you make that are gross and take advantage of other people, whether you mean to or not, whether you're aware of it or not. And then like looking around you and seeing that that just causes you pain. It causes everybody else pain too. And you are also damaged by it. You're damaged by not being able to form like real friendships with people because Mm -hmm. you know, you're in a position of power over them. You're damaged by like, the harm that you've caused to other people. And then I, you know, I watched a lot of people not be, not be able to connect with me. And then I was robbed of like being close to them and watching them do the amazing things that they're doing. So like this whole situation for me is a a joyful grossness, you know, like. I just truly feel like, you know, looking back at, because it's crazy also that this happened during the pandemic, because I, I asked myself, would something like this have happened if we continued to be in the same system, if like we didn't have the reset yeah. to begin with, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of forced into a sort of reset anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I asked myself if this would have happened, because like looking back at it, it just felt like it was a bunch of like, titans or or greek gods like just like running around like trying to like stay in their own lane and also feel important without like stepping on someone else's toes Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it was just like it felt like that kind of playground for a while Mm -hmm. like like we were doing an episode of hercules or some shit so (laughs) i just like i'm really grateful for this experience because it it personally makes me feel like we all are back to being like mortal and looking at each other's art and not like who can Uh fit into like this mold of like what we pretend is a Chicago queen when in actual reality, like we're all very different and amazing Mm -hmm. artists. Um, And I'm excited to see what kind of art comes out of this because I already feel that a lot of great stuff has been coming out uh, yeah. since uh, the town hall. For sure. The uh, Gems show, my God. The oh Crystal Gems. Crystal Gems by Ramona Slick and Miss Toto. If you missed it, uh, there will be another one. Be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I think I, I when the pandemic hit and like I was suddenly just like about to make art just to make art because if I didn't have anything else to do and I wanted to like feel some feel something again (laughs) I I found myself going back to like the stuff that I was doing when I first started doing drag the stuff that I initially became interested in and like it's also we have to acknowledge that there is a larger you know since drag became more mainstream there are outside forces also pushing on everything that we've been doing and that are connected to money in a way that is sometimes complicated like we need it to live but also like money and art the force of money and pushing art in different directions is like a problem always Mm -hmm. um and so it was like right when the pandemic hit it was really exciting to have that possibility and then as we started to like all fall back into our old structures the possibility went away and it started to feel like, I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel weird about this again. It's harder to make shit. Why is it harder to make shit? Yeah. So, like, my hope for us going forward, besides the fact that there's just going to be room for a lot of different types of voices, 
is like within ourselves exactly what you're saying bambi like the ability to suddenly make new art that is more reflective of who we are as people and as artists yeah it just felt it felt a lot more vulnerable i feel like yes you know what i mean and uh I'm glad that that feeling has not really gone away in these past three months because that's I feel like that's something that I missed uh, mm-hmm. that I used to have a lot of um, that vulnerability of like you know not really being like certain of like what's going on or like you know sitting in one spot just because you or you know sitting or sorry being afraid to like speak up and just sit in one spot because uh of the power structure it mm-hmm. it was so nice to like be like well are they gonna are they gonna like it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know are right. they gonna like it because i i really do mean it this time you know what i mean <laughs> it's not just like something that i you know my fifth gig of the day like this is yeah. like this is what i got <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so that was really that was a really magical thing that came out of the pandemic i'm just trying to find like you know the bright side to it for sure <laughs> Yeah, you have to, because otherwise, what do we, you know, then we're all just like sitting in coffins. True. Which also could be fun, but. <laughs> well, but maybe in a different way. I, I have never loved my house this much, and never again will I like take it for granted how much I love this space and what it means to me and the work that I've put into like making it really feel like a home these past mm-hmm. like months that's been so good i've never felt so cemented in my place yeah i bought furniture finally Wait, i had no know? furniture oh in my, my house. Yeah, it's been amazing like plants and like finally figured out light and just rearranging like it feels good it feels Hell so yeah, good. hilarious we're all the same people yep. <laughs> <laughs> figuring out furniture i love it yeah. necessary to have things to sit on and sleep on that are not a match i was totally that meme about like you know the 30 something like dude with the mattress on the floor oh sorry lucy i'm sorry i said that when you drank the water i was like man nobody's gonna come over and fuck me if my mattress is on the floor (laughs) i'm so proud of you thank you i bought a bed frame y'all you still can't come over and have sex because global pandemic and all, but like you fuck boy check marks. I know. Resume. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate your support in this vulnerable moment. I love it. It's so bad in here. Yeah, yeah, it's better. I mean, moving in with a roommate that cares about the way things are also helps because I was in a studio before and you know. Oh my god, that is so true. Look, having Kenzie as a roommate. Wow. What a great, like, move for me. (laughs) What a scam. I really pulled that one. Wait, how so? How so? Oh, she's just, like, the greatest interior decorator I've ever experienced in my life. Like, she's like, oh, you want it? We're getting it. Like, she's just like, because it's like, living with Chloe, it's kind of like, we're always, like, on the fence about stuff. Like, we can never really, like, make decisions because we're so Mm -hmm. set in our ways. Kenzie is not like that. Kenzie's like, oh, we don't have that we need to sit here i'm buying it now i'm like that's sickening and it's always yeah, so like this, I, sh- I think she went to school for it i'm pretty sure she did um i should probably know that since she's my best friend but um <laughs> she's like just sickening i love it i love it here yeah. it's like such a good balance the three of us i remember I remember way back when Kenzie made a, I borrowed a coat that Kenzie had made for a photo shoot. And I was just like, 
I walked over to like see it and their house at the time was it was like decorated and yeah. I just went oh I gotta Her step my game up most decorated experience I've ever seen in my life there's like <laughs> fur on the walls <laughs> plants I'm like you are such a vibe I love it she has like yeah. lights different lamps in like different corners I'm like you just used every That's like so corner in this room that. I love it Hell like, yeah! It must be filled. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> well, Eric is you in that situation, Bambi. He just be like laid up in the new rocking chair underneath the lamp. Like this is beautiful, right? Like I live. <laughs> I feel so luxurious. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Um, yeah, being at home has helped. Having like a minute to just. And I was talking. I went on a walk today with you know uh, Switch. Switch yeah. to Boy Wonder. Yeah. Switch. And I went on a walk today because we hadn't seen each other in a minute. And Switch was talking about just, like, the joy of slowing the fuck down and, like, being able. And, like, that, that I feel like, is all of it. Like, taking care of ourselves, taking care of our houses, looking at what our community needs, doing our art in a way that's intentional. It all came from just, like, slowing down. But because we're all so type A, we had to be fucking forced to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Everybody's yeah. Everybody's just doing what they can. Yep. And I think sometimes it's good for us to be forced to do some things because it's as we've seen, it's created some uh some much needed change. Mm -hmm. It's true. And who knows what's gonna I mean the whole scene, the whole the nightlife thing in general, who knows what's gonna happen? Bars are closing, bars are like trying to reopen, everything is wild. It's just the wild west of of the world right now yeah. it's also just kind of crazy to me that we're really about to have to like backtrack on this pandemic and be locked down again and people yeah. are it's gonna happen any minute now oh god like stop going to restaurants y'all stop like, going to restaurants it's please. it's a little weird like I want to go to a restaurant too I want to go and feel like things are normal but like things are not normal yeah, it's like, do we want to write this out to 2021? Like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Can we not? I, I really, yeah, everybody was like, save Halloween. Save, first they were like, save summer. We have seen what happened there. Then they were yeah. like, save Halloween. That didn't happen. First of all, I don't care if they save Halloween or not. Y'all not going to be touching me. For <laughs> Let's start there. I have oh. deeply enjoyed the personal space that I am now suddenly getting in the world. Right? I feel like we all went through this, like, phase of, like, oh, my God, I need people, I need people, and now we're, like, finally becoming comfortable with, mm -hmm. you know, ourselves, which is also something that was needed around here, because, you know, we are mentally ill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the reflection was necessary, oh. you know? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. not necessary. That is so fucking real. It's true. And I would always feel so guilty for, like, not going out to every show or going everywhere. But I was, like, burned the hell out. That is not healthy. No. Yeah, you can't not. do it. It's yeah. It's not. not healthy to be out every night, y'all. Go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling people this for years. It is okay to miss one show. It's go to there again. I promise you. And if yeah. it's not, I, I you're a bad friend. 
But <laughs> I wish I would have had this knowledge when I was younger because it seriously felt like we could not stop. It was mm-hmm. like it pushed on us that we couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. That we're not supposed to stop. That it's weak to stop. Yeah. So I'm like, hell yes! I'm like, please, saying, you'll have you'll have to do less work to your face if you just slow down a little bit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, sure. Sleep and water is such a thing. You'll be hydrated. <laughs> Like, don't yeah. you don't have to. It's a lot. I mean, like, yes, go to the bars and have fun. Don't don't get me wrong. But <laughs> like, take a not, minute. Not five nights a week. That's crazy. Unless you work yeah. there. Yeah. Unless you what? Unless you work there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to. Yeah. Point. It's true. Yeah, I feel so much for the people for like all of the bar workers that are out right now doing it. Like, it's it's wild, and also it feels like you know those lines at like amusement parks where they like have the little pod and they're like stand here and wait for the next car it feels like yes. that to me I would also it's like spaced out how are amusement parks gonna work when they open back up are they gonna have like to sit like a I don't know I have no idea they have to like disinfect it every time like every time yeah the thing is, they shouldn't be operating for a while. Right? <laughs> right. None of these things should be opening. We should have a government that's fucking helping us make sure that we can actually be safe and uh, finish this early and that everyone is taking care of. So let's not even get on that. Kanye is trying to run for president and <laughs> that is the funniest and scariest thing I yeah. might have heard of in a while. Yeah. I don't, I don't even I can't it's I'm like we just weren't we just here like weren't we just here no more we need human beings maybe with like I don't know I think experience I mean like not to say that he doesn't have a brain but just like a brain sure. for politics you know maybe yeah. not yeah, yeah, yeah. a brain for you know cult leading we don't need that that's what got us into this mess it's just a disaster on every front like because there's going to be so many fucking kids that are going to actually waste a fucking vote voting for fucking kanye and it makes me girl he's gonna force us to wear earth tones (laughs) everything is gonna look like an apple store i'm so mad i can't do it everything's gonna be so empty (laughs) (laughs) well we got a lot of shit to face up to but i'm glad to see that we have come together in this way to uh, try and affect change and take care of each other as much as possible because we're gonna need it yeah that is 100 true i am grateful that this can happen now and i'm really really grateful that there is you know like a, i was just saying today this week there's like a crack in the door and we just got to keep pushing on the door absolutely absolutely the good of everybody we're gonna swing that thing right open i tell you what so um True. yeah Sorry. Just to circle back to it, I'm really excited for the work that uh, me and Bambi and the entire community are going to be able to do on the Black Tea. Yes, I'm so excited. I'll be listening. It's going to be sickening. It's going to be so good. We're going to have the most popping guests. I'm going to be so funny. Y'all are welcome. (laughs) 
<laughs> and also, I cannot, I also just wanted to remind everyone that we will also be continuing the town hall conversations mm-hmm. probably on the podcast also. Mm-hmm. So you will get a little bit of drama too. You'll get a little bit of the tea that's going on, but it's going to be the black tea. Yeah. Oh, honey, you you know we are. I was like, oh, honey, it's not over. It's not over at all. It can't be. It can't be till shit gets addressed. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm excited and grateful, and uh, y'all are going to crush it. Thank you so much for this. Thank you again for uh, giving us this uh, platform. Thank you for the work that you've done to help it get to the point that it is and for passing it off to us to uh continue on the work hell yeah thank you so much i appreciate you lucky i appreciate you thanks y'all ending on a bang we did amazing (laughs) well done to everyone all right y'all bye oh wait hey do you want to plug your things that's what we normally do at the end of this it seems like this is you know we're having serious conversations but like where can people find you what are you doing well, you can find me on Venmo, Cash App, and Instagram at Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. And then you can find me on Twitter for the mess at It's Bambi Banks. Um, and you can find me on Twitch at Bambi Banks Kool-Aid as well. So, Yeah, if you don't follow Bambi on Twitter, you need to immediately. Um, it's basically my breakfast. So, yeah, everyone needs to have a little bit of that in their life. Um, you can find me at the end of this month. It's going to be my 36th birthday. So Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing a special edition of my show, Fabitat, one of the longest running queer shows uh, in the West Side period in Chicago. Um, on the 25th, we're going to do a massive blowout show on Twitch, on my Twitch on Lucy Stool. And then also I'll be in Black Girl Magic this month, like nice. usual. Um, but other than that, I'm just like kind of focusing on the efforts that we're doing in the community and stuff and just taking a little step back from uh, drag to focus on some other things. Yeah, I'm in a similar similar kind of boat. I'm going to take a little minute. So, But uh, to the, any of the listeners of the tea that are still listening, if you want to reach out to me individually, if you want to send me messages, I'm reading all of them, I'm answering them, so don't feel like I've gone away from you completely. I'm still here. Yay. All right, y'all. Talk to you soon. All right, talk Bye. to you soon. We'll be back, Bye. everybody. Cool. That was great. Yay.